Hello, and I hope you guys are doing great today. <laughs> um, this is Tommy, Tommy Lisk. Yeah, and um, today I have another guest. We're just basically going to be doing the same thing, just having conversations and really talking about stuff that affects us on a personal level and how we have been able to navigate and deal with it. So today I have... Senami Eniola Williams, Yeremi. <laughs> so, hi, Senami. Hi. How are you? How are you doing today? I'm okay. I'm excited. Okay. So, uh, would you like want to introduce yourself? Tell us what you do. How you like to be addressed? Okay. My name is. So, I am Senami. I am an artist. Yeah. And I just dropped my first single, so you should listen to your body. Your body is your body. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. then also I would like to be addressed as Tsunami. Thank you. Okay. So, Tsunami, how are you doing today? I'm okay. I'm good. Like, generally? Yeah. So, you say today is like a cool day for you, happy day. But do you work with the weather? No, no, if I was working with the weather, I would be gloomy today. You'll be gloomy today. Oh, because the weather is gloomy, have you? Yes. Oh, okay. So, how are you feeling today? Since you're not feeling gloomy, like the weather. Beyonce is dropping it on <laughs> <laughs> So, I'm happy. I'm, I'm really, really happy. So, you're a fan of Beyonce? Yes. What God cannot do doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How does that relate with you being a fan of Beyonce? And we all thought Beyonce wouldn't drop music for us again. Oh, so you're excited that right now she's... <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Uh, I mean, I don't think I feel that way towards any artist. I'm not really so much of a fan girl. If I should drop. Thank you, thank you for reminding me that I'm a fan girl. If I should drop. No, if I should drop. Like, I'm another... Ask... all of us listen to it. Uh, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> I admit that, I admit that. So basically, why do you like Beyonce? Hmm. I like Beyonce because she is, she's fierce. She's strong. Mm-hmm. She is versatile. Okay. And I think I also like her because of like the ranges of things that she can do ranges of things she can do yes with her voice oh and i know like some some of it were i mean some of it was influenced by her dad of which she didn't go the right way about it and oh okay it's something that i think traumatized her so i like that she has been able to take all of that and put it to yeah so when you listen to her music, you feel that fierceness, yes. you know, you feel that strength. Yes. And that's interesting. That's inspiring. It is. Does it also have something to do with the fact that she's a woman and you're a woman also? Yes. Yes. Because I remember um, watching one interview that she had and she was talking about how when she made her first album, her record label was saying that it was too was too slow, I think. Okay. And it needed to be fast paced. And it just like 
put this into perspective for me here because even here in this time and age, people mm-hmm. are still telling artists that oh your song is too slow and you need to make it fast. And of which when the album came out, she had like five hits. Mm. And they were telling her that she didn't have any hits on the album because the songs were too All slow. slow. So it was inspiring. Interesting. So you you liked that she you know followed her art and did that thing. Yes. And and it's very hard because you have like a whole bunch of people that are telling you, oh don't do like this. You have to do like this. You have to do like this. And even you yourself, you don't exactly know which part is supposed so really to. Do. So you have to trust yourself. And I like that. It inspires me that she trusted herself and it worked out for her. Mm. Okay. So I like Beyonce now. <laughs> <laughs> don't mind me. I've always liked Beyonce. Interesting. So, like, for you, is it much more inspiring because you're you're an artist? Yes. I feel like we relate to a number of things as artists universally. I mean, worldwide. Worldwide. <laughs> so, yeah, I connect with this on a personal level. So, like, aside from, say, your music, I still been, like, something else that, you know, people were trying to, like, define for you and you, you wanted to possibly go another way? Yes. <laughs> okay, so, I think it, no, I think it was my, my personal and appearance. Your personal and appearance? My, my personal okay. and appearance. So, I am, I'm the kind of person that I like, um, I like non-conservative. I like when people go out. I like when people do. I don't like when people like put themselves in boxes and they have to do things a certain way or act a certain way or live a certain way. I like that people can, especially people of my generation, can stand up and do whatever they like and live however they like. But these days there are people that will tell you that, oh, you're not supposed to do this, you're not supposed to do that. They want you to do things according to their own mm. Um, according to the standards that they have set for themselves, mm-hmm. and of which I have no problem with you setting a standard for yourself, but you can't come and impose that standard on, on me. Yes, uh, interesting. But you didn't give us like a, will I say, like a personal experience? Okay, so I had one time where I had like a person that would tell me that I sh- I had to talk in a certain way, I was laughing too much, my makeup, if you know, if you know me on social media, you know that my makeup style is loud, sort of, yeah. and so, yeah, we hear things like, oh, I sure you want to do that on your makeup, you're doing too much, you're doing this, you're doing that, and for a while, because of the amount of trust that I had for that person, for a while, I sat down and I was reevaluating the things that it was crazy because I actually said that I was really um, reevaluating the things that I was doing. And I was like, Oh, am I actually smiling too much? Oh, am I being too nice? <laughs> of which these things don't make they don't make any sense. I don't think there's any gauge for being too nice or being too yeah. if you're nice, if you're really nice, you're nice. If you're not nice, you're not nice. You're not nice. So that's so it took a while for me to actually see that. Well, this is who I am. This is how I am. I like my hair scattered. I like my makeup. I don't like my makeup in a particular pattern. I like to wear whatever I like. I like to show my skin. That's who I am. That's what I am. So if you don't, if you don't like me for it, that's fine. 
as absolutely fine. Mm. People that will like you for it, they will like, I have no problem not being liked by who I am. For who you are? Yes. Okay. I have no problem with it. So you'd say that now you kind of like have much, uh, much more self-confidence. Yes, I do. Okay, that's that's interesting. Yeah. And it's good to know. Thumbs up. That's that's a lot of work. Thank you. Yeah. One other thing I want to know is, do you like find yourself doing that same thing you don't like for people? You know. No. I okay. I do, but I try. I try to be very conscious of it because sometimes we're not conscious of the standards that we impose on other people okay for example i could i can come here with a friend and my friend can be somebody that is loud that is shouty that is um super excited yeah that is you know in high spirits yes and i'm i may not necessarily be in that mood or i may not necessarily be like that on that day and i don't think it's enough for me to give my friend an attitude or do whatever to make my friend uncomfortable just because I like, whenever I'm around people, I like to leave them to express themselves. And I believe, I believe in leaving people to learn from their mistakes. So if they come and express themselves and they see that the people here are not receptive of it, they would fix up. If they are, if they are somebody that introspects. So I like to leave people to, you know, figure out things yes, by themselves. By themselves. I can decide to put you through if I see that the consequences may be long term. Mm. Yes. But if I see that the consequences are not necessarily a big deal, it's something that you can handle. I would, I don't think I You don't think you try to like interfere with other people's know, I, Yes, I like to leave people too. And not as a way of oh you suffer the consequences of your actions. No. I want you to no, it may work for you actually. You can come here and you'll be a very jittery person. Okay. And everybody here will like you. Okay. And it will work for you. But you also have to understand that there are some times where you have to tone it down a bit. There are times where you come as you are. Mm-hmm. So, uh, would you say you have like always been like that? Like, even from a very young age? I've always been... Like, let people be who they want to be. Let people do what they want to do without necessarily having to interfere. Yes. Mostly, I have... The only time that I will come in and talk to you is if I see that the consequences are long-term. And yeah. on that long-term, they affect me. That's the only time I will come in. Aside that, or if I see that the person's... Um, behavioral pattern doesn't work for me. I will leave, but I won't go and tell the person that oh, act this way, this way. I want you to you know. I won't do that. Mm, but you know, sometimes it can just be much more. Of, you know, you're trying to help your friend, and as much as you're being a better person for yourself, you're trying to like get your friend or say your sibling or whoever to like be a much better person. Yes, I think I have um stayed with people long enough to see that. It hardly ever works that way. Mm. Like people like to learn for themselves. You can sit somebody down and say, "Oh, I think you should act like this because of this." Because me, I've seen things, and I want you to. I don't want you to make the same mistakes. Okay. But it doesn't always work that way. So and sometimes of... the people that you are trying to help, you know, they get very defensive. So except 
Except if it's a very complicated situation. Yeah. I know that something else is coming from it. That's when you try to like yes. intervene. Yes. I will just, I don't know. Hmm. I'll just leave it to. Okay. I know you have like um, two younger sisters. Yes. Yes. So do you do like that egg thing for them? <laughs> no. I, my sisters are not even. They won't answer. They just say that. Oh, I've heard. i It's okay. It's okay. I've heard. It's okay. So is that like what? <laughs> did that like give you kind of like a practice on how to like handle other people? Kind of. Kind of. Because uh, after a a stretch of back to back rejections from my sisters, mm. I think it helps me to see that. You can, and also with my friends' siblings, because if my friends have like issues with their siblings, they come and okay. talk to me about it, and we can like see how we can go around the situation. So sometimes you see that there is no other way than yeah. for this person to learn themselves. From yes, you can sit the person down and advise them, and be like, "Oh, this this is how it usually is. So if you want to do this." You know, there are certain precautions that you have to take, like that. But they they won't always listen to you. Especially siblings, they won't always listen to you. Okay. And you have to live with that. You have to live with the fact that you love them and you have their best interests at heart. But they won't listen they to you. They will still do what they want yes. to do. Yes. Okay, so, well, so you have had a lot of practice. Like, say, like a friend that you know that has your best interest at that, like... Do you take out your time to listen to them or do you like also get defensive? Like you said, when you want to talk to some people sometimes, you just yes. get defensive. Oh no, no, I don't get defensive. <laughs> I like to listen because okay. if there's one thing I know is that there's something to learn from everybody. Okay. So even that person that you think there are some people that you look at and be like, what does this person want to tell me? Always listen. You can you can miss out from not listening, but yeah. you can't miss out from listening. Do you get if you are listening to somebody, even if it's one drop of information or one drop of you get something from it. So I like to listen. First thing I will do is listen to you. Then if you now want to have like a conversation with me about why you think I shouldn't do this, we'll have that conversation. I'll explain to you why I'm actually doing the things that I'm doing. I'll explain to you why it looks like, why the things I'm doing are coming off as some other things. Yes. coming off. Yes. And then, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, this sounds very interesting. Sounds like a major amount of growth. Do you understand? You don't hear people that have... Um, or I, we, we don't really hear people talk about these things, yeah? Yes. So I guess in some ways, we all don't know how to handle it. We're all just handling it in our best way. Yeah, and just navigating. Just do what they think is the right way. Yeah. But I feel like there are, there are like other mediums of learning. Like, you know, you are inspired by Beyonce. Like, her fierceness, the fact that she's strong. The fact that she would always follow her heart and do what she wants, you know? So, like, that's another medium of, of learning, aside yes. from having to always listen to what every other person has to say. Yes. Mm. So, from all these things that you said, one thing that I can actively track is growth. And 
and self-awareness. Yes. You know, I feel like that's a major and necessary skill for navigating through life. So I would also like to know, like, how would you define learning? Learning. Yes. Hmm. Learning, what does it, what does it mean for you? Yeah, having something etched in your memory so deep that you can identify with your eyes closed. Mm. Does that make sense? Uh, uh, that's, that's, that's really interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so having something etched deep in your, memory. in your memory that you can identify it even when your eyes is closed. Yes. That's some serious intense learning. <laughs> When you can identify something without even having to do too much work, yes, you know that ah, once you see, it, but to learn, you need to, like one or two analysis. Mm. You you need to like double check because you can't say if you are necessarily accurate on the first listen. But when you look at it, you don't sit back and be like ah, is this thing? Is this thing what it is? Am I sure I'm seeing the right thing? If you can identify that, oh, this is what this thing is. Mm. And that's about it. Can you remember, like, say, stages in your life where you feel like you learned something? And I mean far back as when you were a child, if possible. When I feel like I learned something. Okay, I remember I was having exam in ISL. I think it was oh, first. Oh, you went to ISL? Yes, in just one. Oh, okay. So it was first term exam. And my father woke me up. I, I didn't read in the night. <laughs> so my father woke me up around five and he wanted to like revise with me. And I remember clearly, even till this day when I write my exam, he said something. He said, when you're writing your math exam, you need to solve it fast and solve everything. Mm-hmm. Then you will now go back. And, and take your time and revise them. But make sure you solve them first so that mm. if anything happens at all, luck can help you and you get some. Not that you take your time and solve, but maybe you now solve till 15 or 20. You will not now be able to finish. Yeah, so he says that put your head down, put your head straight. Once you enter, take your pen, solve everything. Make sure that you are on time. Always be on time. I'll never forget. So today when I said the exam on... I will go through everything calmly, but I won't take too much time so that I'll have enough time to go back on it. It's in my subconscious now. Mm. It's etched deep <laughs> into your, yes, into your in my subconscious now. So that means you learned something from your dad, oh, yes, something very essential. Yes, yes. Interesting. Yeah. What about like a learning stage or a learning phase recently? Uh, okay, so. One phase that I remember is that when I'm having like a conversation with somebody and it becomes heated. Okay. Most times I like to lay back and wait for the person to express themselves. But in oftentimes in conversations when both parties are heated, nobody's laying back for anybody. Okay. And I have learned that in Situations like that, there are consequences that last for as long as <laughs> they last for as long as I can remember. So now, every time I'm having a conversation and I see that it's getting heated, I don't need anybody to tell me. 
that I always lay back. Oh, I always lay back, so like, it doesn't get to the point where it is heated. That's in my that's some that's another <laughs> thing that's been etched yes, into your subconscious. Yes, because most times I always have oftentimes well oftentimes I always have like some people that would you know lay back oh, for me. Okay. But I have learned to be that person that lays, lays back. back. Yes. And so up until this point you Say you have not really gotten into an heated argument with say a friend, a random person. I have you know Lagos is a mad place. Yes, I have bus like, conductors. I have like a, some people that are on my red list that <laughs> <laughs> when they start, I just lay back. But meeting new people now, mm. I don't want to find out if this person is going to lay, lay back, back or not. You, you're yes, just, just willing to take the step. Yes, I am more than willing. <laughs> But I think one of the reasons why people do not like to lay back is because, you know, it's to make them seem like they are weak. I don't mind. <laughs> so you don't mind looking weak? No, I don't mind looking weak. But does it, I don't make, think, you, does I don't it make you feel like you're weak? No. Mm. It doesn't. It doesn't what, what does it make you feel? Like you being able to lay back, you know, and not get into an heated argument with someone? Even when the person is saying clearly wrong. Or the person is saying, see, let me tell you an, a perfect example. A perfect example would be when the person is saying provocative things. Okay. Like, the person is saying things aimed at provoking you. You have to, you because from that moment, whatever you are going to do or say is not premeditated. It has already been provoked. Mm. So even you yourself, you can't predict that. Oh, this is what I'm going to say. This is what I'm going to do. So in a, you, you can't put yourself in a situation where you can't take back your words or your actions. So if you have to pick between throwing actions and words around or laying back, I think it's best if you just lay back. Because throwing actions and words will take more from me than laying back would. Really? That's, that's interesting. It seems like you put a lot of thoughts into making that decision yes and it sounds like something that would be better off for you over time yeah. and i know that when it comes to things that matter to you i would expect that at least since beyonce is your <laughs> <laughs> crying since, since beyonce is your role model i would expect that you know you you know you laying back is not necessarily a problem for you and then when you need to fight back you know you can like you know because there are times that you probably need to fight back. Yes. You know, like say someone is lying against you. Do you understand? Yes. But you getting provocated is not really the answer. It doesn't. Yeah. Really. It's not going to do so much for you. Yeah. But I'm sure you'll be able to like, you know, well, depending on the situation, fight your way out of it without necessarily saying words that yes. you have to take back or actions that you have to take back. That's what me and believing, Sha. Considering all that you have said so far. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, uh, one thing that I've always been curious about that's about you is like, why do you want to do music? Okay, so let me give you a breakdown. So, from from like when I was in primary school, when they would ask you what you want to be, mm-hmm. I'm one of those people that had one billion things that they wanted to be. 
Let me list some of them. At some point, I wanted to be a photographer. Okay. I wanted to be a florist. Okay. I wanted to be a gynecologist. Okay. I wanted to be a pediatric doctor. Okay. I wanted to be an engineer. Okay. <laughs> so I just had like a bunch of things that I wanted to do. And even till SS1, where we had to pick, I still didn't know what I wanted to do. So I just went through with science because... My mom is a science teacher, mm. and there's that pressure of oh you have to you have to pick something. And science just seems like the way forward. I remember when I wrote jump and work, and my mom was telling me, um, what course was I going to put? And she was saying medicine. I just like, <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> I was like that time I was so hell bent on the fact that I couldn't do. I can't do medicine. I can't do so. When I got to Unilag for diploma, I still had like a sense of direction. Oh, so okay. it was going to be nursing or physiotherapy. But I didn't get it for any of the two. Oh. And I'd already even built like interest for either of them. So as I didn't get it for anyone and time was already going. And mm-hmm. also that they gave me psychology. And <sighs> Psychology has not, I don't think, okay, it was in, when I was writing jam, when I was having like jam lessons, but I wasn't serious about it. Okay. People just knew that I like to analyze people. Mm. I won't tell you about it. Before I interacted with you, I've analyzed you already. So analyzing people is something that you actively did? Yes. So when people heard that I got in for psychology, they're like, oh my God, ah, it's so perfect for you. I mean, I was just looking at perfect for who? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Well, it's an interesting course. I'm not going to lie. But when I finally figured that, out of all the one billion things that you have mentioned, the one thing that you consistently enjoy is music. Mm. And you can do music. You can, like you enjoy music. You can do music. You can make a living from it. Why don't you just do what you enjoy? Mm. Do you understand? Mm. Even if it means like getting a side gig to get by to eat. So at what stage did that become like twenty decision or a real decision? Twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. Okay. So I always knew that I was going to sing, but I didn't want to sing for money. Mm. I didn't want to sing for morning because I just wanted to sing to enjoy myself because I enjoy singing. And I know that whenever I see like big artists on the stage, when I see like Beyonce, when I see like Whiskey, when I see these people on stage, I know I can almost tell how it's going to feel for me. So I, I knew that this is what I'm eventually going to do. But it took me a while to finally accept that you are going to have to make way for this thing. If that's what you really if want that's to do. that's what you really want to do. So it took me a while to sit down and say, okay, I'm ready for music. And I, I like that it took my time because I had to think, I had to finalize on like understanding that there are things I have to make with. There are things I have to dispose and there are other habits that I have to pull closer. Mm-hmm. Well, what was why why was that not a reality for you at a you know very young age? Cause I'm I'm sure you must have been singing way back. Like, can you remember when you started singing? When you realized that you really st- like you really liked music, but you really liked singing. Was when I was in GSS one. 
okay. Yeah, so that time we had like we had a balcony and we had like a computer, a desktop. So then my mom would say that I should go and sleep. And my dad, when she goes inside, my dad would say I should not worry that she use YouTube. So I'll go on YouTube, I'll listen to Justin Bieber, listen to Hannah Montana, learn all their lyrics. So it has always been like my thing. But I just never, I don't know, maybe because of how, because of my background or like because of my environment growing up, it was just never a thing. <laughs> because when my cousin, when my siblings see me now that oh I'm doing music on my cousins, they always look at me like that's a bold decision. Because <laughs> in this house, <laughs> in this house, you are going to go to school, you're going to do your masters, get a good job, you get a husband, you settle <laughs> down, you have your children, and you continue living your life. So when I when I decided that oh I'm going to make music, my mother said. Oh, no, you're still going to finish that school. <laughs> so, yes, I'll finish. So, yeah, it wasn't really, like, a thing in my house. You know, in some houses, they will encourage you. Even till now, I don't think there's so much encouragement. But I'm saying, like, aside from the encouragement, I, I understand how Nigerian parents are, you know, the usual, go to school, do something mm-hmm. reputable, get a very good job, get married, have kids. I get all those things. Do you understand? But aside from, from that, like, why wasn't it a reality for you? Like, aside from the support, why was that not something that... Why was it not something on your mind? Why wasn't something you considered? Because the reality of fame scared me. Mm. <laughs> I had to... Come, I used to tell people that I don't want to be famous. Okay. So I had to come to terms with the fact that fame, if you're not careful, fame will take from you and it will keep taking from you. It will take till you are, it's only you that is left and you have to be conscious of that. So I got to the point of my life where I started to reevaluate these things and see how I can create a safe space for myself, even in fame. Mm. That was like your major yes. That that was fear. Fear. Yes. Even till like twenty twenty when I decided to be an artist, I used to say that I will probably hide my face. <laughs> <laughs> I said I'll probably hide my face or something because I want to be able to live my life. I want to be able to walk on the street. I want to be able to tweet. I want to be able to banter with people on the table. As a famous person, it kind of takes. Fame takes that sort of away from you. And even when it doesn't take that from you, you take other things using that. Mm. So you have to... Like something has to give. Yes. Fame is... As fame is giving you all the things that it's giving you, is removing something from your pocket. (laughs) So I had to sit down and think that, okay, if you want to be an artist, you at least want to be successful. Mm -hmm. To be a successful artist, you have to be Be famous. Well, I would say for whatever thing you decide to do in this life, like what for me or like the way I see life, I'll say for whatever thing you decide to do in life, like something always have to give. You might not be conscious of what is given. It might be something that is convenient for you, or it might be something you don't even realize throughout the course of your life. But something has to give way for something. I think that in that context, we cannot 
have it all. Do you understand? Yeah, exactly. As human beings, not even as um, celebrities or if if you're going to be a housewife and it's something you're really passionate about, do you understand? It's fine. Do you understand? But you have to be. And that's why people always say, oh, be passionate about whatever it is you're doing. Because you will see your friends that you went to school with, you know, traveling on planes, going to this place, going to closing business deals and stuff. Do you get? And that might make you feel sad, but you're so, and that's why it's essential for you to be passionate about what you're doing. But you're passionate about raising kids, taking care of your home and doing that. Do you understand? So for you, I feel like that would be a big win yes. to get. So you, you having to sing out your emotions, you know, your feelings, your aspiration, everything. It's also like a trade-off for something too. Yes, I like the, the concept of having to be true to your passion. Like, before you put your basket and you put your eggs inside one basket, you have to be sure that you want to do it. Take me, for example. Okay. <laughs> I'm so happy that when I finally decided that, okay, I want to release music, I was sure I was ready because... There are 1 billion layers on that releasing music. Releasing music is like tip of the iceberg. Nobody tells you about the 100 things that you have to do after or the 100 things that come with releasing music. Nobody says that. So you need to want to do it enough. Like you really want to do it. Drag it. (laughs) You must want to do it. You must crave it enough because... You are going to get tired. You're going to get frustrated. You're going to get sad. You're going to get empty. And you need to be able to pick yourself up. Yeah. So for someone that just started music, you, you are you saying you have had to do all that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. So. Wow. You have you have to. These some of these things take a higher tone on you than you would expect. Mm-hmm. No, I understand why Beyonce is your inspiration. <laughs> I always have to go back to Beyonce because like that I, I feel like it's a major part of your like of your groups. Yeah, <laughs> Or at least the one um we are talking about today. So like right now you're kind of like accepted have you accepted the fame or you're just hoping that things will turn out well? Yeah, I've accepted it for what it is. It's the life that I've chosen for myself. <laughs> It's the life I've chosen for myself, so but I'll take it as it comes. Do you believe in say redefining things? Yes. To an extent. Okay. Mm. Oh, oh let me let me ask this first. For you, what does redefining something mean? Tailoring it to your own preferences. Mm. So you can pick fame. And decide that you are going to you are going to want to you know keep some part of your life private and you know keep some part of your life. Mm-hmm. But you need to understand that you don't have sole control over that kind of thing. Okay. So at some point you should expect that somehow your fans may slip up and try to find corners into the aspect of your life that you have taken away. Mm-hmm. Because fan, with fandom, they don't know when to stop. <laughs> they hardly know when to stop. So you need to, you should expect and plan ahead of that. That Okay, in case 
they come and say that okay, is that your family life go 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 that we want we're interested in is that gist of your boyfriend that we want to know you need to know how you regulate it yes mm. regulate yourself in that kind of situation okay um, i'm not really so much of a fan of planning ahead not, not not like i don't like to plan ahead but you know i've i've for me i've gotten beats down when say my plans didn't go as i wanted it to go yeah i feel like and this one is okay. not is not the kind of planning that you is the kind of planning that you have to make it's like you know that rain is coming mm-hmm. and you need to build a fence around your but, but this one the rain might never come or the rain might come it in, might the, the rain might come from under <laughs> <laughs> The rain may take a while before it comes, but it or the come. rain may not even come. Mm-hmm. But does it? Do, does that fence take anything away from you? No. But yeah. what if the rain comes from under? <laughs> it cannot come from under. No, no, no. It may, It makes sense that you build a fence. Yes. Do you understand? At least that will protect you from the rain that you have anticipated. Yes. I feel like if so, the, even if the rain doesn't come, the sun doesn't take anything away from you. So you still have your life you see because it's not every part of your life that you want to share with the Out whole there. world yes there's some parts of your life that you will just desire to keep anonymous as a secret yeah um do you know this um series picky blinders yes but i didn't watch it do you know the main character yeah i know it's this oh okay <laughs> did you see quiet place yes part two no <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying to, um, those are the movies I can remember. Or do you remember In Time? In Time? Yes. No, I don't think It's a very old movie. No, I don't think I was. Okay, okay, okay. Fine, Cha. The lead character in Peaky Blinders. Yes. Um, I used to call him Cillian Murphy before, but I realized, no, I realized, um, Demola corrected me yesterday because he read an article and he said his name is, it's pronounced Cillian Murphy. Ah. Yes. So anyway, is the way he came about being an actor was a very interesting story. Okay. Do you understand? And it turns out that his son that is very, very, very private. Because never in his life would he have thought that he was going to be an actor. Do you understand? And and that was something that even when he stumbled upon the fame, he didn't. He, he still needed to keep his life private, right. and he has managed to in his own way. Keep his life private. Do you understand? He's yes. an exceptionally good actor, but like it just turns out that somehow, somehow, like he managed to, you know. So you can probably read the article after this and then, and and I, I think that that's one of the reasons why I asked you about um redefining things. Oh. Do you understand? And I wanted to know what he meant for you. He said, "Tenoin is your own preference." It's your preference. I I don't know. Generally, I feel like that's how people should live their life. Do you oh, understand? Yes. As long as you're functioning under the law and you know respecting your fellow human beings. But yeah, do you believe in redefining things? Oh yes. Do you like redefine things? I believe so. I would like to like um. I like to see it as. Being in a, let's take our society for example. Okay. Being in a society where everybody has to follow one path. Okay. I, as a, as a person, I always find 
10 reasons to not follow that part. I'll first find 10 reasons why I have to follow that part. Then, <laughs> I'll find another 10 reasons why I shouldn't follow that part. Then I'll find 10 consequences of not, not following that part. So I will most likely follow another part. Mm. So, when I see, when I see things, take makeup for example. When I first got into makeup, they tell you that, oh, you have to draw your eyebrows. Then you, first, first, God said, they said that you have to draw your eyebrows in one arc way. Yeah. Then one curve way. Yeah. Then one straight way. Yeah. Then one S way. Yeah. Look at said that. When you draw your eyebrow, you do your concealer, you put your foundation, you put your eyeshadow, put your, cons- um, put your powder and all that stuff. Later, they came back again and said, no, don't do it like that. Put your foundation first, mm-hmm. then put your draw your eyebrow. Mm-hmm. So they are always there. Whoever is making this <laughs> will sit down and take paper and define it. So me and Yola with them said, I mean, I have decided that this is how me I want to do my own. So I always tell people that when you want to do your makeup, take makeup makeup for example. I said you don't have to draw your liner in one way. You don't have to, if you draw your left liner up, you can draw your right liner down. There is no rule for how you're supposed to do these things. Yeah. And I think that's how I see life. There's no rule for, it may work, it may work for that person. Maybe it will not fit them. But me, I shall look like <laughs> I don't like to fit me. I, 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 can, I think I can testify to this. I remember when I was doing... Um, makeup that day and I was like oh do you think this is okay do you think it's yeah, like Tommy do it how like you want to do yes. like when you said that it sounded for me it sounded inspiring do you understand and I think I was curious as to why you said it that way do you understand me I took inspiration from it but I didn't really understand the context to which you said it so like it's nice to find out and that is and to hear that that's something that you use in your daily life it's, yes yes Sometimes you do believe in redefining things. <laughs> yes, yes. I just, I know Hopefully that... I get to, I get privileged enough to be able to do it on a larger scale. Like, as regards my music, I look forward to that. I, I look forward to it. From talking to you, it feels much more real. It feels much more possible. Do you understand? It feels much more within your grasp. Because the way you defined... Beyonce is something that I can actually relate with to her. You know, she's fierce, she's strong from everything she does, from at least from what we can see. And you can hear it in her music. And one thing I know for a fact is that music doesn't lie. Music doesn't ever lie. (laughs) Like, maybe the person's truth might have changed though. But you see that music at that Everything point. Everything that poured into the making of that it was, music. It was very it was true. true. And, and that's why me, I respect music. So you can see all that in Beyonce's life. And that's someone that inspires you. So I, I really believe that uh, in this music industry, you actually do great exploits. And then even as a person, whatever you decide to do, if tomorrow you decide to change your mind and go into what was the profession you called? I think you said being a gynecologist. Yes, yeah. Or even a child psychologist now. Oh, or even yeah, a child yeah. psychologist. So it, it just shows that it's something that you would really do well. Um, yeah. Yay for you. <laughs> Before we get towards the ending of this session, I think I just want to ask one question. What, what is one thing that you think you can be doing differently right now? 
as regards me as a person or as regards you as a person uh that I think I can be doing yes or you should be doing I think one thing that I have I'm already doing it and that is to live fiercely mm-hmm. to live the way I want to live to do things the way I, of course I, I it doesn't mean I'll dispose my regard for other people away but as regards me myself as a human being and the things that are personal to me or the things that affect me directly yes I am very very true to doing things the way I believe the way I want so what you're saying now what you're saying to me confidently right now is that you think you are doing everything that you should be doing for yourself right now? Yes. As, okay. <laughs> no, no, no. If, if you say Why that... Why you right now? <laughs> if you say that, uh, I have no choice but to With an exception to um, job searching, I think there's another... That's the only thing that I know I should diligently be doing, but for some reason, I can't just find the energy to do it. Mm-hmm. Yes. But every other thing, um, I'm on the right track. You're on the right track. Yes, I do. That's that's so strong. That's interesting. I would like to like talk to you in another ten years. You know, um, before we talk, you would uh listen to this conversation, <laughs> and I'll be like, okay, because I I can imagine the for me, I think the thing I'm so curious about is the level of growth. Do you understand? It's it's so obvious that you keep growing. And I pray life never eats you to a place where you have to stop. Um, yeah, sure. Do you understand? Yeah. Understand resting, taking a break, but a place yes. where you have to stop. Stop permanently. Uh, I, I hope life never gets you to that place. Yeah. And so, like, speaking to you 10 years from now is going to be, like, really interesting. Yeah. You know, new things to say, lessons learned, experience. Part two. <laughs> experience adds, you know, all those kind of things. And... It's, it's really interesting. I'm tempted to ask you why you think you should be looking for a job, though. Well, I'll, I'll, even though you don't have the energy to do it. Okay, or, I think I should be looking for a job because <laughs> I need money. <laughs> we all need money. Okay. But I think it's, it's fine to accept that it drains you. It, it drains you a lot. Uh, this time last year, I was working three jobs. And I was fine, but I wasn't happy. And I had health issues. I had to go to the hospital to check, like, my blood pressure and all that. And now I'm broker than I've ever been before. I'm very, very happy. <laughs> so now I'm at, the, I'm at the point where I have to decide. Because I need more. Even for my music, I need money. Yeah. And I need... I just Let's just... Put it like in a box. Like, I just need money for music. Mm-hmm. But I also, I need to be happy. I need to be in the right headspace to create. So they are both pulling me. I'm hoping that I would find like a job that suits me, that suits my preferences. Mm-hmm. Gives me the space to create when I want to create. And gives me the privilege to work and make money when I need to. That's what I'm praying for. I hope your prayer comes to pass. Amen. 
Mm-hmm. Normally, I'm not this cliche. <laughs> I don't know why I have to give a disclaimer, but what's like the because this is something I'm personally curious about. What's like the most inspiring? I would say just any song, but let me put it, let me put let me use Beyonce since we started with her. What's like the most inspiring Beyonce song for you? Mm-hmm. Based off the lyrics, I would say "Be Alive." Be alive. Yes. Okay. So it talks about how um, you know there are a million eyes on you. They want to see how far you'd go, and the road has not been gold for you, but you have still been pushing to a very personal for you. <laughs> so yes, I think this is this morning. This afternoon. <laughs> That's interesting. Anyway, the cliche thing I wanted to ask was, since you're a musician, can you just sing like a part of it for us? <laughs> okay, so the beginning part says, I've got a million miles, I've got a million eyes on me, they want to see how far I've gone. That's what I've seen you, baby. I've seen Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So, I know that we can like stay here and keep talking because <laughs> <laughs> we'll sleep. Like, there's so many, there are one million things to talk about. So, but I think we have had a lot today. Um, it was really nice. It was nice to yeah. meet you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And, I, I hope that you're really aware of like the level of growth that you have accomplished. You know, it's something that every human being should be proud of. For me, growth is a very essential part of humanity. Like, so I hope it's something that I hope it's something that you're aware of, and I hope it's something that you are proud of. Yes. You know, and I hope that you know you keep having the grace to grow more. <laughs> so. Yeah. So do you have a question? Yes. Okay. Ah. So I would like to know. Mm-hmm. I'm the anchor in this podcast now. All right. Thank <laughs> you. So I would like to know what inspires you? What inspires me? Yes. Hmm. What inspires me? Interesting. But yeah, like I said, <laughs> <laughs> that is such a bummer. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. But it's so unfair. I would detailly describe, explain as much as I possibly can. I really can. want to know because I can, for most people, people that are not like artists or they, they are not like, you can, you cannot pin like a person. The way me, you can pin a person at me and say, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, okay. That's a really interesting question, and I like I said, I'll answer it in full detail. I look up for it. All right. So Senami, thank you for joining me on this. Honestly, you know that I really appreciate it, and thank you for all your support. Thank you so far. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I just say stay blessed. 
Stay blessed, sisters. And shrimp body. Oh, yeah, shrimp body. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye, guys.